Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. Hi and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cosmic Prayer this week. I'm so, so pleased to be here because our guests this week are two extraordinary women, two powerful uh, centers for spiritual living, science of mind teachers and reverends who have been teaching science of mind for um, just many, many years between them. And what I love about my two guests, our two guests today, is that they are both entrenched in the Science of Mind archives. They are filled with inspiration and knowledge, and they understand Ernest Holmes, this amazing, incredible spiritual leader and wisdom teacher and mystic. And so both of our guests today have come here to shine a light on prayer so that we can understand how to use prayer more for our lives and how they use prayer for, for their lives through knowing the teachings more thoroughly of Ernest Holmes. Now, our first guest is Dr. Reverend Marilyn Leo. And Reverend uh, Marilyn Leo is a, um, a part, a board member of the Science of Mind Archives. She has been uh, uh, using Science of Mind for most of her life and it's a teaching that she's embraced fully and teaches to so many people through her books and through her um, her classes and just as a, as a minister the way that she emulates and and lives these teachings and she's written many books and the latest one is the mother of mystic which i know we're going to be talking about today because i'm really interested in Ernest Holmes' mother, um, how she, how she uh, infused his world. That's really exciting, the mother, I love it. And then Reverend Kathy Mastroianni, I like he's there, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, Reverend Kathy. Reverend Kathy is an integral part of the Science of Mind archive. She's the executive director there and uh, she, is, is absolutely so, no, she knows about Ernest Holmes. I know that she lives and breathes Ernest and his teachings and she understands his writings and his idea of spirituality in a really, really special way. So I'm gonna stop now and I'm gonna welcome these two incredible women onto the Cosmic Prayer. Thank you so much for being here and for gracing your presence today because I know you have so much to share. Thank you, Laura. Thank it's an you. honor to be here. It really is wonderful. And I'd like to begin with um, with Dr. Reverend Marilyn Leo. Welcome to Cosmic Prayer. And I'm just very excited by everything that you're doing and, and that it comes out in the way that you write and in the books that you write. And I know that you um, practice prayer for yourself because your life is a testament to that and how you are a teacher of science of mind and what you bring to the world in the shape of your writings and through the science of mind archives and 
I'd really love it for you to explain what prayer means for you personally. Well, thank you, Laura. And it's a, a pleasure and uh, an honor to be here with you and all of the people uh, watching this show and, and who do in the future. Uh, prayer to me is uh, what Ernest, Ernest Holmes, uh, he created the um, practical uh, way to, to do prayer. I'll just put it that way. We call it spiritual mind um, uh, mind uh, treatment and uh, or spiritual mind healing. And um, so his uh, he he studied all of the the wise and wisdom teachers of all history. And he studied all of the religions and he came up with with threads that uh, run through every religion. And he um, and he came up with ideas that he believed. Um, I remember it was all theory, but we have proven it. So that's why it became science, because he was able to prove that when you do a, a, a pray in a particular manner, there will always be an answer. And, um, and it's not just the words, but it's, it's, a, it's the enthusiasm, which means in God, behind um, the words that you speak or that you think or that you feel. And, um, so anyway, that's uh, I believe that's where the the beginning was uh, was with Ernest. I've been in uh, uh, with Science of Mind teaching since 1943, which is a few years, and um, but was never something that I consciously knew. But my father, Reginald Armour, he was my stepfather, and I was eight years old when he uh, married my mother, and that is when. Uh, I'm sure that the teachings became part of me at that young age. And so even though my teenage years may have been uh, rebellious as they were because, um, because of a new father, which I would not accept as being a little father, um, but his, his work, his teaching, his... Um, treatment work, and then my mother also, she became a practitioner, and um, they got me through. I'm still here, alive and kicking, at the ripe old age of 86-something <laughs> plus. So, um, and I, like I said, I'm happy to join with you. Now, I, I don't really know what you would like me to, to uh, share at this time, so oh. let me ask you. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, we're going to have a conversation about prayer. And so it's just wonderful for you, you know, to be here and to introduce yourself in this way so that the viewers can know who you are and a little bit more about you. I know that you work very closely with Reverend Kathy. Welcome back, Reverend Kathy, to the Cosmic Prayer. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's a, I, love, yes. I love your show. I love what you do. And I'm grateful for thank it. you. Thank you. And it's wonderful that you're here. And and I just um would you explain or just bring your feeling in right now about prayer and what prayer means for you? 
I would love to, because mm -hmm. it, it's interesting to try to put words to something that's beyond words, right? Mm -hmm. You know, prayer is, a, mm -hmm. it really is a feeling. It's a, it's using the spiritual principles that are invisible. It's, there's this invisible presence that we can use. And like Dr. Marilyn said, that when we speak it in a certain way, it must respond. You know, that spiritual presence must respond. And I've, I'm very fortunate. I've been taking a Dr. Tom Sanders class about the extension study course oh. of the science of the mind. And so every week I get to go even deeper into prayer. Like what is prayer? And he really kind of synthesizes it into commune and command. And so it's so important for us to commune, to really mm -hmm. be one with that infinite presence. And so meditation and all those spiritual practices are really important. So we're, we're transcending the conditions. We're moving beyond the apparent conditions. We're, we're just opening up to that infinite consciousness. And then from that place, we speak our word, we command, we say the truth, we speak the spiritual truth of what's going on in the situation. And our thoughts, you know, our thoughts are so powerful, thoughts are things. And so to me, I, I do my best to pray without ceasing, to really watch my thoughts, you know, to set positive intentions and to really use the power of prayer throughout my day with everything I do. Wow. And that's a that's a, an evolved place that we're all reaching for, isn't it? To to use prayer momentarily um, before you know before, so that we can um, we can um, shape our moment by moment experience rather than it shaping us, so that we are the ones that are um, that are more in control with the use of prayer. And I love that because I think that. That we're all uh it's where we're it, it, that's the journey isn't it for me that is anyway that's the journey would you say uh dr dr leo dr marilyn would you say that ernest holmes that he his search through prayer that his search of spiritual um his awakening was highly um that prayer was that was a real part of that because you were talking about how it's scientific and he he asks us to be our own spiritual detectives i know that's of ernest holmes he's always saying you know prove it yourself prove it yourself don't just take it from me um in these teachings that we're that we're we're asked to actually experiment with this aren't we and would you say that for you that's been a process of experimenting and you know some things work some things don't in spiritual mind treatment how to use it effectively to find our own style well i wasn't around um back in those very early days it would have been early very early 1900s and um but i do know that in the beginning he he taught on a very practical in a very practical way. However, right from the beginning, he had to, he did believe in in the oneness of of all creation, and that there is that each of us is an individual blessing, but we are all each part of the one. We are the one within the one. That makes it there is only one. And in in my experience, I believe that that um, 
my heart is full of gratitude for everything that happens in my life. And when um, uh, a car, let's say a car cuts me off in, in uh, you know, it has to change lanes real quick. All right. Because it's, oh, there's my exit. And then uh, they, they go across. Well, rather than, rather than using cuss words, I say, thank you, God. I didn't, it was fast enough that he got through there. And thank you, God, there was no accident. Always look for that, that kind of thing. And my husband, we used to tell the story that we, were, we lived up in Oregon in the back, way up in the hills. And one time when we were, um, we had this uh, church van and we were uh, coming from home into, into uh, Medford, Oregon. Where, uh, where the center was and where our business was. And um, um, we got a flat tire. There's nobody around, no houses, nothing around. So uh, Richard, you know, got out and said, well, I guess I've got to figure out how to change this tire. And all I did, and he, he kept telling this story over and over again, was thank God that there was nobody else involved, that it was on a flat, straight part of the road, and I just anything I could think of mm -hmm. was gratitude. And of course, everything was fixed and, and all of that. But that's what he'd go around and say. All she did was say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Because, you know, <laughs> well, when I was a young girl, um, I was always told that when something, you know, when something nice or somebody does something nice for you, you always say thank you. And so I've been told that I, they don't want people don't want to hear it anymore because it's just a, oh. it's just an automatic thing. <laughs> That's true. I have had people say, "Do you always say thank you all the time?" I don't know. It's a habit. And it's a wonderful it's habit. Good habit. <laughs> it's a wonderful habit of being filled with gratitude for everything that, that takes place. And when when something that you think is not so wonderful uh, happens, if you just look at what is good about the situation, perhaps it saved you from running into something else. You know, who knows mm -hmm. what what it was. But just be grateful and, and look for the good that comes out of it. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, I believe we're each a, um, a blessing. And, uh, and, and an important thing, too, is to know who you are. To know that you are an individualized experience and the essence of the whole of what I call God, mm -hmm. and you can call it spirit, you can call, call it anything you want, but it is the source of all life and it is the source of all good and all that there is. And I choose to, to call it God, and it is love, it is creation, it is the source of everything. So um, anyway, I guess and that's think what you asked. <laughs> Do you, do you think that um, or do you believe that through prayer that your work at the archives? Now, this question is for both of you because you've, you've 
you you have achieved such tremendous things by keeping the work of Ernest Holmes alive for mm -hmm. so many people to um, to use and to read and to become educated upon and to um, awaken from in their own in their own knowing of, of God of who, who that that essence that, that we know as God. Um, do you believe that prayer um, for you has really assisted you? I'll, I'll ask Reverend Kathy this: Has it, it assisted you to be guided with uh, with the with the archives and how how this work is being preserved and this home's whole body of work? It's quite amazing that you have so much of his work all in one place. Yeah, it's definitely amazing, and it's definitely founded on prayer. Uh, I'll tell a quick personal story. I was um, just getting guided to become a minister, and I got this calling. I was with my sister at a conference in Atlanta, and I got this calling to be a minister. And I literally got a phone call inviting me to interview to be director of the archives. And I said, God, I thought I said minister. And so but that's okay. <laughs> so I went through, and, and actually, I don't tell this part very often, but as I realized that how important the archives was to preserve Ernest Holmes' um, teachings and everything. So I asked her Ernest permission to take this position. I said, you know, I really need your blessing because this is really important and this, I really honor this. And so it was 20 minutes before I got the official phone call for to be offered the position and I opened up my computer and there was a picture of Ernest and a quote. And so I felt like I was personally blessed. I said, okay. I'll do this. And I literally was kind of trained. There was really no one there to train me. So I would train by every morning and afternoon. I would sit and pray in different areas of the archives every day. And that's how I, I God trained me on all the different elements of the archives. And everything we have done has been founded on prayer and spiritual principle. And I just, there's not even words to say how beautiful everything Dr. Marilyn has put together to create this organization and what we're doing to get it out to the world. So it's just incredible what we're doing. It is amazing. The archive and the website, maybe if Diego would like to, to put the, uh, the banner across of the archives website, I don't know if we have has it but it's it's amazing and you can go on and have a tour and to actually see so many personal attributes of Ernest Holmes and how all of the documents are kept and and everything is so sacredly um it's like it's ritualized I love it I love it and I'm I'm so grateful for the work that you do to preserve this because I know as a student uh, how powerful it is to be able to tap into the archives and and how you're enriching so many people's lives like Ernest spirit and his his work unknown so thank you both so much for this yeah I was just starting ministerial school and so to be at the archives during ministerial school and now to be a minister at the archives and to, so I really under, like you're saying, everything you're saying, the value of it and the importance of it. And we keep adding more. We're just, the, the website will be a great, a spiritual resource center for any, any student of this teaching. Oh, it is. I see it as that. And the map, the mind map that you have on there and all the other different things that, that you bring to it to, to, um, for us to have an understanding of, sight of mind and Ernest Holmes' mind 
and how he pulled everything together. I mean, it was incredible. How do you think, um, Dr. Marilyn, how do you think, I know that Reverend Kathy last time told us that he would be writing shirt boards, writing his notes in his bed on, on his dry cleaning uh, boards for his shirts. But how do you think he really, um, how do you think he really did synthesize everything? in his mind, his vast body of work that he has put together. Are you, you're asking me what I think he yeah. thought? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking you how he did this, how, you, how he did this physically, because there's so much that he's written in his lifetime. And well, he, it, he, began, he began by studying like I said, he would go when he was 18, he moved to Boston and he was living with and working with his um, his brother and his uh, cousins and, and um, you know, his family uh, who had a, a store in Boston. And on his hours off, he would go to the public library and begin reading all of the different uh, um, scientists and artists and philosophers and anything he uh, everything that he wanted to study and then he he also studied um, Christian science through other people um, to find out you know what they taught and um, and then he moved on to create what he felt were um, Teachings that he could, he could, you know, get his hands, arms around. And then when he moved to uh, Venice, California, he had ideas and thoughts and that. And when he, his, uh, his brother and uh, mother were living there, and and uh, Fenwick, it was Fenwick um, as a congregational minister. Uh, he was assigned as a congregational minister to to begin his uh, service in uh, Venice, California, and Ernest came out and visited. And um, of course, his mother had a, a wary eye of, of what uh, um, uh, Fenwick would teach because um, Fenwick was kind of kind of beginning to be, become in alignment with kind of some of Ernest's ideas. But um, Anna was not all that convinced that uh, you know, she was a straight universalist, uh, a congregationalist, I'm sorry. And um, although she she believed in, uh, in, in teaching positive rather than negative uh, uh, ideas about oneself. But um, so when he came out to visit and he, of course, joined in and his uh, energy and his charming uh, presence was there. And of course, he loved loved the people, and he would talk to the people, and um, and he'd have his two cents worth of what to say, and and all of that. So Anna, you know, she listened, but she was she wanted Fenwick to be very cautious of of all these ideas that Ernest had. So, um, at any rate, um, that's in the book, and and you can go through all that, but. There oh, are, yes. um, <laughs> right. But there are, um, uh, oh yeah. They, they yeah. Are. Let's, let's, let's talk about this for a moment because you have written a few books, haven't you? Um, 
Reverend Marilyn, you've written, um, I have them here actually written down, but maybe if you'd like to, to share a little on these books. Um, uh, and it, it's incredible how you've then turned, you know, writing about Ernest and writing about prayer, and then you turn to his mother. I love that. That got started because mm -hmm. the president of the board of the archives, and by the way, the archives, you know, our first beginnings were back in the 1990s, and, and that's another story of how that went. But our president, Jim Van Cleve, said, you know, it'd be very interesting to, to learn what influence Anna had on Ernest's teachings, on his creation of the science of mind. And so I said, hmm, that's a good idea. So I went and started delving in to see what I could find out about Anna. I did know her, but when I knew her, you know, she was in her latter years. She, she lived to be um, um, 98. And um, wow. and um, and after having nine sons and and uh, and and all the things that she did um, in her her life, which is extremely interesting, I think. And um, but anyway, she she was a she was a congregationalist, and that's what she was teaching her boys. Other than that negative part. There is, she didn't want to teach her boys that they were going to become dust of the earth and that, or right. worms or whatever it is that, that they, they were teaching. So um, I've gotten off a bit on that. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, there's, there's the. That's uh, okay. There's, there's the book. That's it's called Anna. Mother it's, of the Mystic. Right. It's her life, but yeah. it uh, also talks about all of the boys and, um, and how, her marriage and her childhood and, and everything about her and her influence on Ernest Holmes' teaching. And there was- and, um, his, and his influence on her also, because that must have been reciprocal. Um, it he, definitely he was. Have, he must have influenced her. Uh, yes, uh, because she became very much an integral part of of their home life and their family, the whole family was all very close, particularly after they moved out here to California, most of them, or some of them did. And, um, and so she, uh, uh, she, she had a wonderful, wonderful life. And when they moved here, um, and they bought a home on the quote, the hill is in Palms, California. Uh, Anna and her husband, uh, William Nelson, uh, joined Ernest and um, and lived there, and other uh, other people in the family, Guy and a couple others, uh, moved there also and lived all on this uh, three and a half acre property uh, together. Anna became very involved with the church. She had a women's group. They knitted socks and and things for soldiers during World War One and World War Two, and she's been acknowledged by the Red Cross and different organizations for things wow. that she she did. She was, yeah, very, um, very involved. And uh, I, I don't know how much she truly agreed with everything that Ernest taught. I have no idea about that. But but she was very respected and very much loved by Ernest and, and all of her family. So Amazing. I can see her now there sitting and knitting and, and giving and being this, this heart filled with gratitude. 
you know, right. and I and that influencing Ernest and how he he. The, you know, one of the things, excuse me. One yeah. of the things that uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, one of the things that um, that she influenced uh, was her love of poetry. And when all the boys were very young, she would read poetry to them a lot. And um, like every day as, oh. they, as they grew up. And Ernest was able to, to after maybe hearing a poem just uh, once or twice, he was able to remember it and recite it back. And so his love for right. poetry and his, um, his wonderful, wonderful book, uh, Voice Celestial is it's, yes. it's it's the whole teaching of science of mind plus the Buddha and other teachings. Mm -hmm. Also, it just it's a wonderful, wonderful book. Okay, yeah, now I I'll love that book. <laughs> no, no, you're not to be quiet. You're here talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that poetry in there. <laughs> yeah, and Reverend Kathy. Okay. So going back to prayer. And your own personal use of prayer. How has uh, the how has being embodied in you know, daily work is 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 a dream? You have a dream job, don't you? <laughs> Surrounded by Ernest. <laughs> when I, I first started, I said I was like a kid in a spiritual candy store. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So around it. I mean, I get to, I get to, so we're digitizing audio of Ernest Holmes and I get to hear it first or Dr. Marilyn will interview a wise sage and I get to watch the video first. I mean, I just feel like, yes, I feel um, very blessed to be here. And, and again, to really tap into the, the power of prayer and to learn about um, how Ernest did it, to find the early teachings, to find unpublished works that no one else has mm. seen. So we can bring oh. them out to the, I know, right? Yeah, share it. Come on, spill the beans. So what would you say, how would you say then we, the way we use treatment now is it very different to how Ernest really would have done it in the privacy of his own mind? Um, you know, would he, did he, did he feel that there were steps or stages that we could actually um, miss out and that some were more important? I know um, from Dr. Sanna, there's this, the absolute uh, way of using spiritual mind treatment where we use the absolute treatment, um, where we're focusing in on love and those, those principles of, of the divine. And not always having to ask for something because it's already here. That's what, you know. So, do you believe? I mean, when you're um, wandering around the archives in the day, you kind of all attempted to just sneak off and <laughs> read a beautiful book that not many people ha have the opportunity to read. It's true. Yeah, I find love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love there's a book called um, it was called your Aladdin's lamp and it's Bill Hornaday and Harlan Ware wrote stories about Ernest Holmes and it, they tell just magical stories of how Ernest using prayer in the world and you know I just think personally I know Dr. Marilyn could speak to this more but Ernest was just steeped in prayer you know I mean he was steeped in the in the, that oneness and so he just lived it is a, my mm -hmm. impression of it. Uh, I don't, 
I think it was that commune and command kind of thing. He was really just in that oneness of God and spirit in that mm -hmm. absolute that you talk about with the absolute treatment and then just speak his word. And there's a story I tell, I know Dr. Marilyn kind of shakes her head, but I'll tell it anyway, um, that one of my uh, uh, ministers would say there was, they needed a plumber at the Institute building. And uh, Ernest would say, God, this is Ernest. And a plumber would walk in the door. You know, I mean, to me, that's a use of treatment, right? You know, even yeah. before he asked, he received. And then, so, you know, so it's just... So it's just really being in that oneness. Exactly. Well, we know prayer works because, you know, before this uh, broadcast today, my vo vocal line here, communication was a little bit all over the place. And I, I'm knowing now that it's smooth and that you're hearing me properly because <laughs> we prayed. <laughs> we did. Right. We pray yeah. first. Yeah. Pray right. first. You know, in the Science of Mind textbook, this was my first one here, and uh, I don't use it anymore because it's falling apart and it's it's so marked up. I don't mark uh, books up much anymore except this way with, um, you know, tags on them. But to me... <laughs> oh, I need to go and get mine. <laughs> the, the most important, the most important um, beginning about a prayer is is what Ernest wrote, and and um, and I in the, in the original. Let me see if it's if I can spot it here. Uh, in the original, it's on page one forty five, at the bottom of uh, one two third paragraph. A realization of the presence of God is the most powerful healing agency known to the mind of man and that means people man is a generic word for humans yeah. and i just i want to get that out there because in those days they just use it and i would rather use man than man slash woman or whatever mm -hmm. so anyway that to me is is probably the beginning and the most one of the most powerful statements there is in the Science of Mind textbook. And within the textbook, there is everything anybody would want to know about prayer. And that's, um, and about healing and how to heal and the consciousness that, that you want to create, that you want to become. Mm -hmm. For you are a consciousness and you want to become a greater consciousness of love. And once you become that, that consciousness of pure love, all is yours now, instantaneously, as you were just saying, um, uh, Kathy, about Ernest. And there are stories about, um, about Ernest and, and uh, Bill Hornaday, and maybe in that same book, about them going to visit um, a woman in the, in the hospital who was basically unconscious and she hadn't spoken or, or anything for a very long time and she, and Ernest just talked to her uh, and Bill Hornaday was there he was a still a student but he was just there and um and Ernest leaned over to her and said told her how wonderful she was and how much he missed her in church and what a beautiful what beautiful eyes she had and how just a magnificent person 
And now it's time for me to to be go, going. And I know that um, that you are uh, doing your thing and you will be joining us again. And uh, they walked out and um, Bill said to Ernest, he said, well, I thought you were going to do a treatment for her. Bill, I just did. Yeah. Now, you see, treatment isn't right. specifically yeah. something, although we're, we're taught, you know, nowadays we're taught to do five-step or six-step treatment. But that is basically showing you what you need to know to move into that place and then be there always. Be in prayer always. I love what you're saying. I think this is so important that the prayer is a guide. The prayer is a guide to reach this place. And a treatment is a way of doing that. It's not the be all and end all. And I think that's really exactly. powerful. That's really powerful to know that in our hearts, isn't it? That if we, you know, for someone that's new, that, that, that discovers us, spiritual mind treatment and they're new to it and they may not remember the steps or get in a muddle or whatever that ultimately that's just a guide and if we can get into that place of conviction within our own hearts and of oneness then we're in the prayer already aren't we yes and in in earnest uh he does he says there's no formula and yet there is somewhat of a formula in that he has a three steps First is recognition, and recognition is a point of meditation for us to bring ourselves to that, that place of recognition that there is only one, and that whatever is taking place is dissolved into the nothingness that it came from, because that's where it came from, from nothing. And then the second part is stating what it is that we want to experience for yourself, for the other person, as you name the other person. If you're speaking for yourself, you name yourself as if they were another person, okay? And then there's gratitude in the end, at the end. There's always a gratitude um, and a letting go. So important for people to know, you must let it go. If you know that you know that, that the words you have said bring that particular bring a response and bring an answer to your request to your um to your prayer to your treatment if you know that you know that you know mm -hmm. then you just let go of it and you must let go of it knowing that it's taking place right now and whether it takes place that instant as sometimes it does or it takes a year it yeah. will be responded to and acted on because that's all the law yeah. can do is to is to respond to you okay now yes. i have a soapbox so i will let others speak <laughs> oh it's amazing i'm hanging on to every word that you're saying here <laughs> it's great so um so what i'm hearing is that the amount of faith that ernest holmes had reverend kathy his faith was just so solid and so secure and uh we know as human beings that that isn't always you know we have to work on that we have to work on our own right. faith muscle don't we to be able to right. remain in that place and to yeah. feel that, 
confidence of the, mm -hmm. of the spine, which is the unseen, because most of us are looking at, you know, the physical experience and thinking that's it and we're waiting for that to change. But prayer isn't that, is it? Prayer isn't cha about changing the physical experience in the beginning, is it? No, so, it's re revealing it. It's just being revealing clear it. on it. And, yeah. yeah. And I love that word. That's I use that all the time because just like you said, it's already there. We're just yes. revealing it. We're, we're letting go of conditions, removing any of our human blocks to manifesting and bringing that into our life. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, mm -hmm. a, it's just a complete, yeah, a clarity and a faith. And just really, I, we're, I'm calling it rising up or rising up in consciousness, you know, rising up and transcending the condition, the parent conditions. And just with that, I love that word faith and just a knowing. And I love what Dr. Marilyn says, but Dr. Tom Sander keeps saying that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, yeah, that's you right. know so you know, that, you know, that, you know, that it's already done. It's already here right that's now right. and just revealing it. And it's, yeah. it's solid. And, and just one of my favorite words Ernest used all the time is definitely. I know it definitely. I speak my word definitely. And so the, so look for it, actually, because mm -hmm. it's everywhere. And I think it's a mm -hmm. really, it's a key. It's a key to this manifesting in our lives and world. Mm -hmm. You know, Laura, we so often uh, use the, the um, example of planting a seed into yes. the soil. And when we plant a seed of a, let's say, a, a chrysanthemums, when we plant chrysanthemums into the soil, the soil has no, they don't care what you've planted. You can plant corn or chrysanthemums or, or any other seed that you want to. But when you plant the chrysanthemum seed, you have absolutely no doubt that you're going to get chrysanthemums. You're not going to get corn. You're not going to get some other vegetable or flower or anything else. You're going to get chrysanthemums. That knowing within you is so absolute, there's no doubt whatsoever. And if there's doubt in your, let's say, your subconscious mind, and that is not in alignment with your conscious, with the words you're speaking, then it's going to take a bit more time until you truly believe that chrysanthemum is going to become from a chrysanthemum seed and nothing else is going to come from that seed. And um, anyway, that would be the faith. That would be the knowing. And it becomes a part of you so strong that you're not, you don't have to say, I know that I know, I know, I know, you know, it's just part of you. When you speak your word, that's it. Yes. There's, there's nothing else can, can happen. Because that's it. So how do you think Ernest initially came to that faith, came to that faith for himself? What Do you feel, do you believe um, that it was from his mother and from his upbringing? Or do you believe that it was from his reading and all of the reading that he did because he must have read so much in, you know, about spiritual uh, wisdom uh, and the texts from around the world and different religions and different faiths and different understandings of how life works? Um, or do you believe that he had 
a real mystical experience earlier on in his life. No, he said he, he it was not a revelation. It wasn't and a revelation. No, he, he says that. And he studied yeah. and he experimented. Yeah. He experimented. And what his first healing, uh, and this is written someplace, I have no idea where, but his first treatment of healing was for himself. And that's who he did treatment right. for first. Right. And it was for his sensitivity. Uh, he was too sensitive uh, to other people's thinking and, and uh, thoughts about him and, oh, you know, wow. and, um, but he healed that. And so when he, that came to pass, he knew he had some answers. Ah, and, okay. And so it, it was, you know, it was, that's why he can call it science. When he discovered what it was that he could do and repeat the same process, that is when he became aware that this is the way to do it. This is spiritual mind treatment. This is, uh, this can get healings and this does get healing. Wow, so, I really, I really love how he used it for himself for sensitivity. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, well, he writes about he's that someplace. <laughs> you know, another place that. Um, <laughs> I know. Another place that writes about um, about uh, Ernest uh, stories and uh, oh, you um, did you talk about the the inner light or did you talk about something else? Well, um, your Aladdin's thing? lamp is the same as your okay. inner light. Yes. It was renamed. Yeah. Yes, it was. And I, oh. I'm just looking at the, that title, but there are um, there are other uh, books that uh, talk about his uh, his experiences and his uh, and his healings. And one of them is uh, the first book that I wrote was in his company, and I write about him and interviewed 40, 40 some people that had experiences with Ernest Holmes. And they were wow. live, person to person. Um, so that uh, that's another book that that talks about his uh, steps. Wow! And Amazing. may I just promote a couple of please do. Absolutely, we have your five five <laughs> steps to. You wrote the forward in this. I love this book. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, and Don't this worry. book I haven't seen promoted very much, but I love this book, and it's strictly entertainment. But it is uh, people, their authors' imaginations of Ernest Holmes talking with someone. And mm -hmm. I wrote the one of, of um, him speaking and having a long conversation with Emerson. His, his first, Emerson was the first book that um, is supposedly that Ernest saw on, a brother, on one of his brother's uh, coffee tables when he was visiting with them. And um, but in here, there are stories with Ernest uh, um, uh, talking. Uh, let me see here. I'll see if I can get in the con, give you some ideas uh, because they're quite wonderful. I think he's has a conversation with Einstein, he has a conversation with, um, uh, with, with an archivist from the library and archives. Oh, with you, so I, I got with me, with yeah. So I was. Oh, <laughs> 
it's the very first story, which is kind of fun. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, yeah, right. So this was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Edgar Casey, um, uh, let's see, Wolfgang uh, Mozart, uh, Pope Francis, Ella Weider, Wilcox, and so forth. And um, so I really, uh, I love this book. I, I just thought it was lots of fun. And then, of course, I uh, I created the these two books from the minutes of the uh, Science of Mind archives. Read all the minutes for, I think it's 147 years, something like that, because there were two organizations that came back to one. So this starts before when they were one, and uh, volume one and volume two. So um, Wow, amazing. And the books we can find on Amazon. Yeah, and so, the Science of Mind Archives website. And the Science of Mind Archives. Which is Science right. of Mind Archives. Dot dot com. Yep, dot com, dot com. actually. Dot com. Yeah. Now, Kathy knows where to find them. I never remember because some are here, some are that there. Way. This uh, in his company right. in his company is from me direct. So that would be from my from my website. Yeah. Or okay. you uh, or Science of Mind Archives. What is your website, Dr. Marilyn? It's a DR for Dr. Marilyn yeah. Leo. Okay. At gmail.com. Mm -hmm. But also, I think there are some copies in the archives that are for sale too. That's okay. True. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much for, for doing this and for, for writing these books and for bringing, bringing Ernest together. <laughs> So that we can read about him in this way. It's I mean, uh, so much fun for me, and it's been a wonderful uh, being here and and speaking with you. And I just, um, um, I don't know, I just I've enjoyed it. And uh, I guess we're getting good. close to the closing time. And um, we are. I'm looking for a subject for the, my next book. <laughs> ah, <laughs> we, we could have a competition here on New Thought Media Network for the topic of your next book. <laughs> yeah, well, Dr. Marilyn is you true. You call it the Cosmic Prayer. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, Dr. Marilyn is truly the historian for science and mind, wisdom, and history. And we really just what a blessing she has been for our entire movement. And she's, she's almost as prolific as Ernest. She keeps bringing more and more books out to the world. And she just writes so beautifully and from her heart. And so it's just really an honor to work with her and and just grateful for all that she brings to all oh. for all of us. And may I say Absolutely. something about, about Kathy? She is a wonderful person. And I am so happy that she is the, the uh, executive director of the archives. Um, the archives was around yeah. um oh what 10 years or so before um we made it into a foundation and once it was there then uh, then we uh we had to have someone to, that lives in colorado to take care of it and direct it and after a couple of tries um kathy was uh uh came forward and she's been doing a wonderful wonderful job and it, it this all started with a little tiny dark room and right. then take a virtual tour and you will be amazed. Oh, the virtual tour is, is amazing. I love it. I'm going to watch it again, actually. You've reminded me to watch, watch again, Dr. Leo. It's wonderful to see. 
And so I'd like to ask um, to ask you, Reverend Kathy, as as, as, our, as we're coming to a close here, just to bring everything up to date. You know, if Ernest were here right now with what we are experiencing and what we have experienced in the past year and a half and the new experience now of us being unlocked <laughs> and let back out into, into, um, into society and being again with people, how do you believe that Ernest would uh, would be with this right now, and and what would what do you think in his mind he would be praying for? Well, just from the Spanish flu pandemic back from 1918 and 1919, we we have some works of him that he really what he said is him and Fenwick at their little institute it was business as usual that they really kept that high consciousness throughout. And that one of their nurses went into one of the hospitals where people were dying right and left. She walked in the door and using his words, there wasn't a single failure from the moment she walked in. So that's consciousness. Okay. So he would be coming in with that beautiful consciousness uh, into our world. And here's a quote from in Chronicles, or I'm sorry, too many books, Extension Study Course. He says, it's not enough just to know these truths. We must do something with them. Our lives should become fuller, more happy and radiant. We should have better health and more complete sense of well-being. Above everything else, we should have what we all need, a, def a definite towards assurance that life is for us and not against us. Absolutely. So Amen to that. Life is for us. And not always easy, though, when we're seeing it differently and experiencing it differently and leading our lives by the circumstance. So that's where prayer brings us back, doesn't it, to knowing the only one thing that's going on, really. Yeah. Wow. Thank you both so much for being here. And is there anything you'd like to share before we before we uh, before we do a prayer at the end, a spiritual mind treatment. I'd love if you would share a spiritual mind treatment together. That would be such a gift. But is there anything you'd like to share in terms of a message for the viewers or the listeners if they're feeling just disconnected and unaligned at the moment? How, how, how what would you be saying to them right now? How, how prayer can really nourish them? I think that, um, and I'll just start because I think it'd be nice to have Dr. Marilyn kind of wrap it up in the end. But um, just that, you know, they talk about Jesus being, uh, we, we view Jesus as the great example of what we can all be. And that each one of us is a divine child of God. That each person has this power within them that they can utilize, that they can tap in to help shift and create the life of their dreams. That I would say to that person, you have this power. This is your power to use. And to just, sometimes we have to quiet our mind and go within and to tap into that, that brilliance, into that inner wisdom, and to follow that light that's within, that divine spark. Mm -hmm. And just know each person is that divine spark. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Kathy. And, and Dr. Mary, is there anything you'd like to share? Well, I think this has been a wonderful experience. And um, I think that when <clears throat> people realize that there is so much beauty and power and goodness in the, in the world, 
And when they concentrate on that and let go of, yeah, I know, I realize it is hard. And I, sh I shouldn't use that word, but it can be difficult to, to when you see things that are around you that are just not, don't seem to be in alignment with this wonderful peace and beauty that we talk about, just go within and know that it is peaceful, it is beauty, it is power, and all that God is, is within you, is within every person that is, for they are all individualized essence of the one God. They don't know it yet. Or if they do, their de degree of knowledge is not as we would like we personally would like everyone to be interested in and to practice the loving experience of science of mind teachings. We would love that. And if we go out and we teach and we do our treatment for peace and love and power and beauty and all of those things that we say we want, when we do that daily, I think that one of these days, as we look out there and say, yes, this is an answer to prayer, because it always happens. You know, if you get off, quote, on the wrong side of the bed one day and you stumble and you say, uh-oh, if at that moment you say, God is all there is, and this is a wonderful and beautiful day, that wrong side of the bed becomes the right side of the bed. Oh. So you can change your life that. one minute at a time. You can change it. Oh, one minute at a time. Thank you. That's such a beautiful reminder for when it feels like it's stuck. We know it isn't. We know it isn't. So before we close here today, Reverend uh, uh, Kathy and uh, Dr. Reverend Marilyn, if it would be amazing if you would share a spiritual mind treatment. I'd like to hand that over to you. I know I usually do join in, but I just feel today it would be so special if you too would treat on the cosmic prayer for um, for whatever is in your heart, whatever you feel to be um, to be needed right now, called for right now. Now, Kathy is part of or creator of. This wonderful peace movement. Uh, I'm not sure Absolutely. the name of it, and so I think that it would be wonderful if she would um, to to bring that forward. And then, if you just want me to say, yes. and, and I know it is so. At the end, I will be happy to do that. You do lovely prayers, Dr. Marilyn. <laughs> okay, so I'm confirmed that this prayer absolutely flows. <laughs> Absolutely. But I guess I said that because at this moment, peace is what I desire. Peace is what I, I have it in my life. I want it in the whole world. Uh, and, and that is not the opposite of war. That is, that is much greater. Peace, peace is something that is... Every person is fulfilled. 
whether that no matter what it is they desire, but they are fulfilled and they learn that they can be filled with love and joy at every moment. So please, Kathy, if you just, uh, if you want to start that out or whatever you want to do. I'll start, but I'm going to pass over steps because you just spoke a beautiful realization. So let's just take a moment and let's just um, take that sacred breath. Just breathing in that, that light, that life of spirit. Using that breath to go within and to truly deepen our connection with that infinite, invisible power that is all light and all life, that is the pureness of love and the peace that passes all understanding. Using that breath to just really tune in to that divine presence within each one of us. That power that is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent is just absolutely everywhere. It transcends time and space. It is infinite in its knowing and in what it can do and accomplish. And I know in this beautiful and holy moment of now, the only moment there ever is, was, and ever will be, just connecting in the vastness of this holy moment, during this holy time together on this beautiful show of cosmic prayer. Just knowing that I am one with this infinite spirit, that Dr. Marilyn is absolutely a divine emanation of spirit, that Laura is this shining light of spirit, always guiding her, that Diego is the wind beneath our wings, just guiding us like God does in such a beautiful way. And that everyone who is tuning in, whenever they see this, just to feel and sense and know their, div their divinity, their oneness with the spirit and light. And so with love, I pass my word to Dr. Marilyn. And with all these wonderful words that Kathy has spoken and that we have shared on this day, I know that there is an answer to each and every person's prayer. When they have committed to that consciousness of truth, of oneness, of love, oh, I wish there was a greater word. There, there, is, there has to be a word that we can create that is greater than what we now say is love that we now say is peace. And the only word I can think of is spirit or God. For all is spirit, all is God, therefore all is love. And it's not the romantic kind of love that we think of, but it is the love that is deep within each of our hearts. I give thanks for each and every person who has attended this today and who may see us and hear us in the future and invite them to enjoy and to be a part of this in consciousness, in conscious activity of the one spirit.
not just something that happens, but in conscious believing and knowing and accepting these words. I let it all go knowing that something wonderful is happening this day. And I let it be. And so it is. So it is. Thank and you so, so much, Laura. Is. Thank you. Thank you, both of you, Reverend Kathy and Dr. Reverend Marilyn Leo. Thank you both for being here today. It's just such a blessing. And I welcome you back at any time, you know, to share. And if you're writing more books, uh, Dr. Marilyn, then absolutely come back and talk about the new work that you're doing. And Reverend Kathy, if I'm waiting for your book. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's right here, but that's for another show. Oh! <laughs> I didn't know you had a book. <laughs> what is your book called? Please hold it up. It's, it's, it's called a, a Place for Me, Empowering Wisdom to Create an Amazing Life. And I've been using it for domestic violence support groups I do weekly at our local shelter. And it just really teaches people to look within, that, that they are the light and everything that they need. So it's, I call it Science of Mind on Training Wheels. It's a, oh, this is beautiful. Yes, I would really love you to come back and talk about this just, in detail. Just simple, simple, simple. So it's just like, again, it's just a something. And again, there's just been really some profound changes with uh, these ladies who have been able to tap into the Science of Mind wisdom. So yeah, no, I'd love to. Oh, where can we find this book? <laughs> Amazon. You can get the Amazon. Kindle and Amazon. Yeah, I co-authored it, uh, not just me, but it was a okay. co-author. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's so powerful because I believe that this work can be translated in so many different ways, can't it? And we right. can now in 2021 use it in ways that people can hear it. And uh, that feels like a book that really speaks to people that are in need. Yeah, Amazing. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Thank you both so much for being here and shining your lights. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. And for, uh, for, for you, the viewer, the listener, if this has touched your heart and you feel more connected, more communed, <laughs> and more interested in prayer, you can always reach out to, um, to Reverend Kathy or Dr. Leo at um, Dr. Marilyn Leo at Science of Mind Archives. And I'm sure they will both be available if you have any emails or any questions about their work or their writings or what it is that they're doing, then you can always reach them there at scienceofmindarchives.com. And if you love this, uh, this program and, and any of the programs and broadcasts that come out through New Thought Media Network, then we have, um, we have a conscious giving link in this Facebook post that you can uh, donate to with love because this thriving ministry is absolutely to strength and we know that as you give consciousness that you're supporting that and you are a part of that, uh, the reciprocal nature of this ministry so um, and of the experience of life of course. So thank you again Reverend Kathy and Dr. Marilyn, so much love Thank to you. you. Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time on the Cosmic Prayer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. 
If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.